0: Coming up on this episode of the Jeep Talk Show, you've seen her in some of Extreme Terrain's most downloaded throttle-out episodes. Who is she, and how do we get her on this show? Do you know who the five categories a Jeep must excel in before it can earn a desert-rated badge? You will after this week in Jeep. There's just so much to tease, so stick around. Oh, and please share the Jeep Talk Show with your friends. Just tell them to go to the Jeep Talk Show website, jeeptalkshow.com.
1: You're listening to a 4x4 4x4 Radio Radio Network Podcast. Podcast.
2: Are you ready? It's the Jeep Doc show with Jeep Mama.
3: Are you sure?
2: Josh, yeah, I don't think so. And
4: doing.
2: I think that's a huge deal. So sit back. Strap in
3: and brace
4: yourself. It doesn't matter if you have a Jeep, want a Jeep, never driven anything but Jeeps, this show's for you. Josh, Tammy, myself, oh, and Wendy are here to inform and entertain you while we talk about Jeeps. God, Jeeps. <laughs> Jeeps, of course. Oh, and be sure and catch me over at Route 16 Grind, episode 13. I uh, subbed in for uh, Chuck, I believe it was, and uh, Brian and I had a little fun on uh, the Route 16 Grind show, episode 13. Check it out now. Howdy, I'm Tony, and I'm a native of this great state of Texas. You know, I think I'm starting to retread these things, Josh. I think I've done that one before.
0: <laughs> See, there's there's your accent. Hey,
4: I'm Josh, <laughs> Yeah.
0: five days straight of rain is going to put a serious damper oh, on gee. my junkyard Jeep parts
4: pillaging spree.
5: Oh, that's awful. Howdy, fellow Jeeper. I'm Wendy. Are you ready to get out and drive?
4: Absolutely. I'd love to get in that TJ that I was in before uh, over there uh, in your neck of the woods, Wendy.
5: Yeah, we're just getting ready for some good weather coming up, so it's time.
4: Local Jeep news, national Jeep news,
0: and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. What exactly does it mean to be desert rated? We're going to find out. Not everybody is into mud or rocks, and in fact, there's actually a giant percentage of this multi-billion dollar Jeep industry that are absolute sand addicts. You may not really understand what this means, never having had your Jeep on miles of open sand dunes, but it is certainly a much different wheeling experience than picking a technical line to navigate your way through a boulder field or finding the best line to get up that trail. In open sand, it's a whole nother world. Now, given the success of various off-road, race-ready pickups in today's marketplace, it's becoming apparent that a significant number of buyers are just as interested in storming across the undeveloped landscape as they are in climbing rocks. So Jeep has devised a new rated designation for its vehicles, one which made its debut on the 2020 Gladiator Mojave edition pickup truck. Earning a desert rated badge involves excelling in five key performance categories: ride control, and stability, traction in sand, ground clearance, maneuverability, and desert prowess. Comparing this to the criteria for Jeep models to earn a trail-rated badge, which are traction, ground clearance, maneuverability, and articulation and water fording, we can see there's a distinct difference here between the two. Now, I could spend the next 10 minutes easily outlining just exactly what equipment a desert-rated Jeep will have, but I'm not going to. Mainly because the list is gigantic and quite impressive in its details, actually. But I'm going to spend at least a little bit to attempt to impress you at least somewhat. The gist of this is that you're going to to be getting a nearly competition-level Jeep off the showroom floor that could very likely put you in qualifying times for the Baja 1000 in the same form it will be sitting in your driveway as. And I'm not joking. This isn't just bolt-on gear either. They've literally extended the overall track, that's the width of the vehicle at the wheel's mounting points, by a half inch on each side to add stability and clear for larger remote reservoir shocks. And this is just a start. The axle tubes are 10-millimeter thick, not 7-millimeter thick, and the knuckles are cast iron and reinforced. The entire suspension system is reinforced as well and comes with military-grade fluids in all the shocks and even in the hydraulic bump stops, which also have their own remote reservoirs. You know, just because. Heck, even the seats and their mounts have been reinforced to provide better stability for the driver and passenger. You get a series of skid plates that no Jeep has ever seen before, and if that's not enough protection for you, the frame has been beefed up in the same areas that would take the most abuse in a dune-jumping scenario, like the engine mounts and front control arm mounts in other places. In addition to having an additional 1 inch of of ground clearance over the Rubicon, the desert-rated Jeeps get an entirely retuned steering system that has a widely different ratio compared to the Rubicon uh, to account for better control at higher speeds off-road. There's a whole electronic suite of software to control the Jeep during something like an impromptu desert race, too. For instance, for some inexplicable reason, your GPS has navigated you to the starting line of an official score event in the desert. Well, if you were in a 2020 Gladiator Mojave, you would simply push the off-road plus button that tailors the throttle, transmission shift points, and traction control parameters for peak performance at higher speeds on sandy terrain. There is one downside to the Desert Rated badge, however. If you're planning on this Jeep doing double duty and performing well in both the trails, on on the rocks, and maybe even in sand, well, think again. Both the axle's gear range, as well as the gear range in the transfer case, have been ramped upwards to provide higher speeds in lower gears, taking away much of that raw grunt torque that you would need down low to crawl you over the rocks. So, if the sand is calling to you, well, you can expect to see the Gladiator Mojave in showrooms this summer with a starting price of around forty-five dollars
4: to $50,000. You know, I'm a little surprised that they, uh, they've they gone uh, gone this direction for... People that want to go, you know, ride their Jeeps in the desert, drive their Jeeps in the desert. I I wouldn't think there would be that many people. I mean, I think the the desert is beautiful, and I can see how that would be very interesting. But I'd hate to give up the ability to, you know, take it off road on on the rocks or even mud. That's not saying you couldn't. You know, that this is just one of those things where this Jeep is
0: definitely not designed or built for that. Now, certainly it's got some armor and some protection for it. You're going to have the off-road tires. You're going to have lockers, electronic lockers, front and rear as well. It's going to come with a lot of the same stuff that you do see on a Rubicon uh, as far as, you know, off-road gear and that stuff goes. But it's been tailored and slightly adjusted and tuned more for high-speed sand type uh, off-roading versus slow rock crawling type off-roading. So, yeah, definitely a a vehicle built specifically for a certain kind of off-road. Now, what Jeep is doing here is they're going after, like, the Toyota Prerunner, the TRD market. They're going after the Ford Raptor guys. They're going after, you know, these people who, I mean, these these are automakers who have spent probably likely millions of dollars on off-road development specifically to battle against Jeep. I mean, there is no other king of the off-road than Jeep. There have been many imitators, there have been many other automakers that have stepped up to the plate, that have tried to, you know, do what Jeep is doing, and, you know, Ford, I'll give them the fact that they have developed a Raptor pickup truck off the F-150 platform that is really an amazing pickup truck. That being said, uh, you know, I honestly think that the Gladiator Mojave might give it a run for its money out in the, out in the sand. So, um, really, Jeep has done their homework in, in this regard, and they, there is a gigantic following with ATV sports in, 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 the, in, the, uh, in the sand world. So if, if you can get a vehicle that can take just your bike or a quad out there, you're going to be, um, you know, really uh, setting your, your vehicle in a market that has a massive following and a massive demand. So I think Jeep is really smart with this move. I was just
5: going to say, it would be interesting if you bought the Jeep for sand and decided to go off-road and you weren't paying attention to how it's a little bit different. Are you going to have more breakage? On the trails, going over rocks, because you think you oh, can. Oh
4: yeah. Or
5: are yeah. they gonna, you know, be able to separate the two and say, hey, no, this is my, this is my vehicle for sand, and then I'm gonna have this other jeep for rocks.
4: High, high speed on the rocks is fun, but uh, usually uh, there's a lot of uh, repairs afterwards. <laughs> yeah, ma- no, yeah, definitely.
5: Major breakage <laughs> on on parts. <laughs>
0: That's a good point, though. I mean, now with upgraded axle tubes and reinforced knuckles made out of a different material, I would imagine that this is going to um, strengthen up the overall longevity of your axle shafts in this regard. Now, you're not going to have the crawl ratio to do much, you know, rock crawling and stuff like that. But that doesn't mean you couldn't get out into the logging roads and in some of the easier trails and stuff. Uh, that aren't quite as technical and still enjoy that sort of uh, uh, that aspect of off roading. Even though this is a, a a vehicle designed for for sand racing and in off road racing out in the desert, that sort of stuff.
4: And of course, I don't want to be negative about this. I think this is great that Jeep is going off in another avenue and I uh, agree. P- potentially dominating. You know, because they're the way they're doing it instead of the way Ford or somebody else has done it. So yeah. it's great. Uh, so I'm not, I don't want to try to poo-poo this or tell anybody nope. don't get this. It's just, you know, it's not desert environment here. Uh, I'd have to go out to West Texas. It, it is beautiful. I wouldn't mind uh, doing a little bit of that. But without IFS, I don't know how – I just don't know how good that's going to be for high-speed uh, desert uh, type stuff. So we'll have to wait and see. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Well, how would you like to own a piece of Americana? A
0: 2020 Jeep Gladiator Rubicon that appeared in a Super Bowl commercial starring actor Bill Murray is now for sale at a car dealership in Michigan's Thumb region. Denny King, salesman and internet sales manager at Moore Auto Group in Caro, said Chrysler asked to borrow the orange or pumpkin-colored Jeep for a TV commercial in (laughs) January. But he and his colleagues didn't know anything about it until the morning after the Super Bowl that it had actually been for the Groundhog Day-inspired ad. In the 1993 film Groundhog Day, Bill Murray plays the role of a TV meteorologist who finds himself reliving the same day over and over and over again. Now King, who calls himself himself a Jeep enthusiast, first saw the commercial when it aired during the Super Bowl and got confirmation the very next morning that the dealership's borrowed Gladiator Rubicon was actually the vehicle that appeared in that very same commercial, along with a second vehicle of the same model. Word of the Jeep Super Bowl connection spread all over Facebook after it returned to the dealership on February 7th, where it immediately went back up for sale. It currently has a sticker price of 57350 if it hasn't been sold already. Apparently, the dealership has had an almost nonstop string of fans <laughs> coming to see the Jeep and take selfies with it. Of it's course been, they have. <laughs> uh, it's been quite an experience from what, uh, from what they've said. The only thing that would have made this any cooler is if Bill Murray would have signed the jeep himself who knows maybe awesome. inside the glove box he <laughs> scribbled something i don't know that just kind of seems like something bill would do
4: maybe there's a pencil uh in the glove box that has his uh, teeth pattern on it you know oh and, yeah <laughs> and george costanza can you know purchase this jeep and uh, it's uh, this famous actor that used to own the thing you know it's uh, it's so funny uh that uh <laughs> this was just a great commercial But you know It's You know One of those things Were like 5 million The commercials are like 5 million dollars For the Super Bowl ads For like 30 and, seconds Yeah Yeah, yeah And if and, that. and jeeps cutting corners By borrowing <laughs> the, the, One of the main items In the commercial I think that's hilarious It's smart I love that too Yeah, Can we Borrow that one of your Jeeps? Yeah, we're just yeah. going to just take just that. Just for a few days. Yeah. <laughs> and how, you know, if they had just made the better decision when they made the original uh, Groundhog Day movie to use a red truck in the uh, in the commercial, this one uh, would have been a nice red as well. I kinda, I almost thought that they were going to use a, a red Glidey. I really, I, the only uh, reason you know. why I could figure is because the original <laughs> truck was orange, which is a beautiful uh, Chevy truck, like a 70, uh, 1970 truck. I thought it was red. It was probably that
0: faded uh, faded red that's almost orange at that point, yeah. Well, if you've got a news tip or response to any one of our stories, we would sure love to hear what you have to say. Make sure to let us know by phone or by email. Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and find out how to reach out to us. Extreme Terrain is putting out amazing content all the time, and Meredith Evasu continues to shine as one of their hosts. She's going to take a minute out of her busy filming schedule to talk about what it's like being a, one of Extreme Terrain's throttle-out hosts. You're
2: listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. From the top to the tires. From the transmission to the tailpipe. And from bumper to bumper. If you've got a Wrangler,
3: he's got you covered. It's Wrangler Talk with Bill. Hello JTS listener and welcome to this week's Wrangler Talk where we're going to be jumping into the interior of our Jeeps. I know this kind of sounds weird, but over the past week I was finally able to get to some of my Christmas gifts that my wonderful girlfriend got me. So, the first mod or part that I was able to install over this past week and it's just kind of like one of those things that I, you know, found and I wanted to share with you guys because you know, sometimes, you know, seeing it and you know, just seeing it around, and people are like, Oh, what's that? You know, how does it work? How do you like it? You can get a thousand different reviews. Well, this is kind of my review. So, she actually got me a set of really, really nice grab handles. Now, when I say grab handles, I'm not talking about the Velcro style roll bar grab handles that you know you have three Velcro strips that go over your roll bar and. It, You know, you never know if they're going to hold you up or not. I'm talking about the ones that actually bolt into the A-pillar. And the A-pillar is basically your front windshield frame. That's the proper terminology for it. So now, the install took a little bit longer than I thought it was going to. But after learning a little trick that, don't worry, I will tell you later in the talk about The install, it it went a lot smoother. So as I said before, these grab handles require the removal of two bolts in the A-pillar and then one of the bolts is actually located up by your sun visor and the other one is located more on the vertical section of your windshield frame. And after the removal of these two bolts, the grab handles have included hardware that bolt into those two bolt holes and with the addition of a spacer to set the grab handles out away from the A-pillar to make them a little bit easier to grab. So originally, I did have the Velcro-style grab handles that wrap around my roll bar and yeah, I did like them, you know, they came in handy sometimes, but just, I kind of came to the conclusion that they were always in a bad spot when it comes to needing a handle to get in and out of my Jeep. And when I was giving my wonderful girlfriend ideas for Christmas presents, I gave her the idea and basically her eyes lit up because she could, you know, absolutely guarantee to tell you that those velcro grab handles were in a terrible place so i mean it got it's almost you know my jeep it's it sits on 37s four and a half inches of lift she basically needed like a running jump to get into my jeep so originally one of my fellow jeepers and best friends purchased the grab handles that i got for christmas a long time ago and they started to pique my interest so I was kind of like, why not? I'll give her the idea and maybe I would get them for Christmas. And let me tell you, after putting these things in, it made a huge difference. It's so much easier to get in and out of my Jeep. And I'm not talking if you have giant tires, if you have small tires, if you have no lift, giant lift, it doesn't matter. It's nice to have somewhere just to hold on to when you're getting in and out of a vehicle in general. So... You know, during the install, I did discover a little tip or trick for the install to make it a lot easier. And the little trick is when you remove the stock bolts from your A-pillar, you're actually going to want to clean out the threads of the nut that is still in the A-pillar. And I actually discovered that... I don't even know how this happened, but some mud somehow got up the window frame and was on the back side of the bolt. And basically, when I removed the bolt... All that mud and dirt and grime went into the threads and made it a whole lot harder to thread in the new bolts that were provided in the hardware kit for the new grab handles. So if you can figure out a way to clean out these threads or also another easier way is just kind of hand thread in the new bolts to just make the process a whole lot easier when you're installing the new ones. I personally got the wild boar grab handles from Amazon. However, there are a lot of different brands out on the market and also a lot of different styles and designs. So they have everything from the standard basically bent uh, tubing that I got, which I really like, um, to like all kinds of different handles. I don't even know how these guys come up with all this stuff. But let me tell you, these grab handles are absolutely amazing for the you know the same purpose of getting you in and out of your jeep and also giving you an no oh shit handle when you're out on the trails so <laughs> on to another little um install that I was able to get done as well and it was this fancy little flashlight holder that I got from Quadratech and Quadratech is a giant jeep supply um, online store and they have basically their own brand of stuff so now this flashlight holder mounts to the driver's side seat frame with two small little bolts and tucks snugly between the seat frame and the driver's side door and let me tell you the, the holder probably only took me about three minutes to install but it's so nice to actually have a flashlight at like an arm's reach it's a high powered flashlight and you always know where it is you know it uh, I was driving around and I was I was kind of thinking, oh is it going to rattle is it going to make noise? No noise whatsoever it doesn't rattle this flashlight is secured snug uh, it's not going anywhere unless you physically grab onto the flashlight and pull it off of the holder um and I was actually able to get the flashlight and holder combo from Quadratec, which comes with a really nice LED-style flashlight that, let me tell you, bright as anything, like see it a mile down the road. And, but the holders are designed to basically accept any type of larger mag light or one of those heavy-duty D-cell battery-style flashlights. And so these two installs, they didn't take too long. But let me tell you, the little things sometimes make the biggest difference in your Jeep or somebody else's Jeep. You know, It is nice to be have that handle to grab onto or know exactly where that flashlight is. So if you are interested in either of these products that I talked about on the Wrangler Talk, just look into the show notes for a link to check out the great simple products that I was able to find and pass on to you. Um, if you just type in grab handles into Amazon with, you know, saying Jeep grab handles, a million will come up. So I just included the link to to the ones that I specifically got, but, um, Quadratech, it's just a flashlight holder and they do have the individual flashlight holder or the flashlight and holder combo. And just remember, do you have any questions or comments about the show? or you know anything to do with your Jeep. Just head over to Jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and send us an email or leave us a voice message and we'd be glad to help you with anything any question you got or anything of the sort in any way we can. So talk to you next week on the Wrangler Talk.
4: So I don't know if you guys uh Josh you're not on social media, but I think I shared it with you anyway. Uh, my youngest was uh, getting her in her lifted 2001 uh, Jeep uh, TJ, and mm-hmm. uh, she reached up for and grabbed uh, one of the grab handles, and I think I got that set of grab, grab handles for her, same set that I got for my wife's uh, TJ. Oh, and, okay. And it literally tore, and she smacked herself in the in the face with her fist. Oh no! And she was oh. fine, uh, and uh, luckily I caught it on the uh, security camera that oh. I had set up. <laughs> <laughs> outstanding <laughs> so it was oh, actually going to let her live it down again no, time was,
5: to make her great. famous no, I
4: didn't <laughs> it mean. was ah. actually it was actually posted up on instagram and uh, oh. but uh, she got some uh, some metal uh, grab handles that she uh, that actually we installed together so now she's got something that's not going to tear and come apart like that i even put that video up on uh, on insta not instagram on uh, amazon's um uh, you know, where you can do reviews and, we'll, oh, and, you know, and when you leave a review, you can actually put pictures and, and video yeah. up. So I wanted to warn everybody and uh, I have a set for my wife's uh, Jeep, but I haven't installed them yet. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, grab handles. I certainly recommend getting the nice uh, hard metal ones that you, uh, you bolt to the, to the vehicle. Um, Can you, without um, getting into specifics, uh, tell us the
0: type of grab handle that maybe we should stay away from that, that was similar to the uh, style that your daughter's uh, daughter broke?
4: Well, it was just the ones that are made out of the um, the webbing material. What do you call that? It's like, that, like that, no, it's the 50 cord or the
0: strapping. It's the, it's that the, that the nylon
4: stuff. strap stuff. It's, ah, the nylon strap okay. actually tore. Same thing they use on the, the, to, to limit the range of the Jeep door whenever you open it. You know how those oh, okay. will those yeah. will tear yeah, over that, time as well. That's that
5: strap material.
4: Yeah.
6: We need and and my name is
3: Dylan.
4: What? Oh my God, Dylan, stay alive! I'm I'm contacting the FBI right now. You'll be okay. Uh, call us back if you can. Uh, Tony, I'm pretty sure that's uh, FM Jeepers kid. Is that right? Oh my and God, a, would Tony, FM Jeeper do that? Tony, calm down,
5: Tony. Calm down, Tony.
0: You'll <laughs> be okay.
4: Hey, would FM Jeeper uh, do that to his kid? I mean, that's horrible. <laughs> well, he's probably passed out you know, in the oh, garage somewhere. It's just it. a call then is what you're saying.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you know, Dil, Dylan, uh, he knows where the keys are. He's been in the Jeep a million times. <laughs> so he just decided, okay, dad's asleep. I'm going for a joyride. You know, while they, he's out, he's he's going to give the Jeep Talk Show a call. I, I love this kid.
4: You know, you know FM Jeeper is <laughs> actually replacing the uh, the floor pans in his XJ because they lost Dylan once driving. Do not and sign up for the Flintstones edition. Good enough. He had a, thankfully, he had a big enough tire, so the diff wasn't a problem. It just went right over the kid. He was fine. All right, guys. Now it's na- it's time. I'm laughing because uh, this thing it t- tickles me. <laughs> top five ways you have top a five. you know you have a real Jeep. Just read the the notes, Tony. <laughs> so anyway, this is the top five ways you know you have a real Jeep. Number five, your Jeep was built in 1941. I had to double check that uh, that uh, that year, Josh, because I didn't want you correcting me on the uh, on the yeah. show. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, your Jeep has solid front axles, not IFS. Number three, your Jeep has a huge aftermarket support. And if you don't know what an aftermarket support is, you don't have a Jeep. Number two, your Jeep rides rough, even on the smoothest of paid surfaces, or even ice, for that matter. And the number one way you know you have a real Jeep, no one ever says to you, hey, that's a nice Hyundai. (laughs) Said nobody ever. Ever, <laughs> I like it. Uh, well, you know that's that's how uh, that's how I know what a real Jeep is. I bet you have uh, some that are different than that. Share them with us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, and be sure to include the hashtag Jeep Talk Show or what is that uh, Pound Jeep Talk Show which, whichever way you want to do it. That little hashtag Just be thing. nice. Hashtag. Buy us a drink first. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, coming up in Tech Talk, we have a simple solution to first-world problems, an all-new tip for the all-new Jeep out there.
2: Are you living the Jeep life? From mall crawlers to weekend warriors, from daily drivers to weekend wheelers, it's all about the Jeep life, and it's all good. It's time for Jeep Life with Jeep Mama.
7: Hey, Tony and Josh, it's Tammy in the high desert of Colorado. Um just want to share a couple of things about Jeep life, Um, especially if you are doing modifications on your Jeep or having someone else do modifications on your Jeep. A couple of stories. First of all, um, this girl brought in her Jeep Cherokee for Neil to check out because it just didn't feel right and was making some noises. Well, once he got underneath this Cherokee, he was like in shock. At the hack job That was done on her jeep We had to replace The axle The control arms were the wrong control arms Um, The tie rod No, the cross member was all messed up The shocks were Made for a stock jeep And she had a 4 inch lift Um, They were barely hanging on Her tires are so bald Because it's just way whacked out of alignment Um, The other thing is she didn't know about the maintenance of the Jeep. You know, you need to rotate your tires. You need to check that differential fluid, the gear oil. You need to check the transfer case fluid. So she got an education, and we are fixing her Jeep. And it just, it reminded me of that day at Adrenaline Off-Road where they showed a hack job of an axle so if you are new to jeeping and you're having someone work on your Jeep, you know, get references, check them out, make sure they know what they're doing. Um, it, it was really sad that she was driving around on this. It was very dangerous. The other thing is I helping Neil work in the garage. I get sometimes get out of breath way out here in this high altitude. Sorry, folks. Um, it's a little hard to get used to. Um, so anyway, so I was helping Neil out today, running errands, going to Napa and, um, O'Reilly's and all those picking up parts and bolts and all that. So I walk into Napa and I said, I need four carriage bolts, three and a half by four and some nuts and washers to go with them. And he goes, okay, make and model. And I'm just flabbergasted. This guy had no idea where these parts were. Or these bolts were—they weren't really parts—and I'm just like looking at him, and I'm like, the bolt bin is right behind you. And so I asked the other clerk, I go, can I go help him? And he's like, yeah. Um, And then I was looking for some MIG wire um, at another store, and the clerk had, or you know, the guy in the in the aisles who helps you and stuff. I guess he's a clerk. He had no idea what to to look for. Um, so we finally found it and there was no price on it. So he just grabbed any sticker that was on the shelf and he said, oh, here it is. And I'm thinking, no, a 10-pound spool is not going to be $95. So when I went to the checkout lady, she had no idea what it was. And she turns it over and she's like, oh, it's wire. So she types in wire in her computer to look online. And she's scrolling through electrical wires. And I'm like getting impatient. And I'm like, why don't you try typing in welding wire? Or how about shield guard? Um, So anyway, we found it. I found it. So it's just kind of oh, all you guys out there, guys and gals who have been working on your Jeeps and having to go deal with these people at these stores, I'm like, I feel bad for you. Um, So anyway, those are some stories of my Jeep life this week. So I hope you all are doing really good. Tony and Josh, I miss talking with you guys. And um, guess what I came across Tony here in Del Colorado, you would not believe it. This guy is selling henways. So I bought one.
4: That rat bastard! I bet you he heard the Henway joke on like episode 189 or whatever it was years ago, and to started of, to sell those things. You know, I should co- I should have copyrighted that.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's a good one. I want to I want to I see a picture
4: of this thing, honestly. <laughs> I, yeah, got me, me too. Oh stuff. yeah, that's a good idea. What is a Henway? Nobody's gonna bite. <laughs> <laughs> Wendy I don't know if you're familiar or not But uh, I was uh, Tammy was talking about some gizmo Or something on the jeep And it was probably a, a part with a number or something Which she hates And okay. uh, I said oh yeah it's it's like a, a henway And I didn't I wasn't trying to bait her on it But she was like she paused and said What's a henway oh, dear. <laughs> And then I told her two or three pounds, which is the the standard joke, and uh, she was really embarrassed. It was a funny, funny moment on the show, which you know actually is is a good segue into why you guys should be listening to the past episodes. We have over four hundred of them out there. I would skip the first what, Josh, ten or fifteen at least. I mean, easily, you know. <laughs> yeah, the
0: first ten or fifteen, probably a little rough. You know, it is certainly a uh, uh, funny to uh, go back and see where it all began uh, and everything. But no, I, you know, you can get into it uh, a little bit after that. And, and yeah. you'll, you'll get into the decent, good stuff and, decent
4: shows after
0: that and oh yeah
4: I, if you're if you're a drinker i would recommend just uh, you know getting hammered and listen to the first shows they'll be really good you'll really enjoy <laughs> them <laughs>
5: oh dear
0: <laughs> well hey how does tammy's Jeep life compare with yours we're always looking for jeep stories including one that you might have so contact us and let us know what your jeep life is like just go to jeeptalkshow.com contact and find out how to reach out do you like to take it off? Do you like to take it all off? Oh God! Put it back on. Then you need to take. You need to keep listening to Jeep Weather with <laughs> Mitch coming up later in the show. Find out where it's okay to take your top off.
4: Oh, uh, by the way, guys, I was uh, digging. <laughs> I was digging around in the old Apple reviews that we've had in the past, and uh, I, I ran across one that was like, uh, "I'm sitting here face palming." My uh, uh, in my cube every time uh, Tony tells one of his bad jokes, and I do it so much that the people around me, my coworkers, thinking I, are thinking I'm insane, and it just made me laugh <laughs> and enjoyment. I love it when people uh, hate my jokes. It just, it just, I don't know, I'm weird. So, but it, it reminded me we haven't really had any reviews in a very long time. If you guys would like to go over there to Apple, or uh, you can even do it on our webpage, DeepTalkShow.com. And uh, you can just put in uh, what you think of the show, uh, good, bad, or indifferent. And in fact, I heard recently that unless you have some one-star reviews, you don't have a very good show. And we got a lot of five-star reviews. (laughs) If you're not pissing somebody off, you're not doing your job, I think is what they were trying to say.
5: And step it up, you know, get some reviews out there.
8: a
4: little bit. So, Josh, uh, are you ready? Yeah, sure. I'm always ready. Newbie Nuggets. Here comes Newbie Nuggets with Wendy. The Newbie Nuggets aren't brown. It's little ideas that you're going to hear. <laughs> so, it's not what you're thinking. Newbie Nuggets. Okay, go
5: ahead. To- Tony, get, <laughs> you got to get your brain and your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> so, uh, you know, listen. I I've heard from some callers at the show that some of you are getting a new Jeep soon. And I thought, how about a segment that we could share on... What it's like to start off brand new. Take the mystery out of it and maybe help avoid some of the fit- pitfalls that may occur. This would be geared toward the person who is new to driving a Jeep off road. Um, did you just buy a new Jeep or, as we did, a pre dented used Jeep? Do you have experience off roading but are new to driving a Jeep off road? Or have you been a passenger and been thinking, hey, it's my turn to drive some of these trails, but you aren't sure how to begin? Well, this would be just for you. The segment would also include stories from listeners, first-time experiences driving off-road, and, of course, include my, Tony's, and Josh's first-time driving escapades. Yes, guys, you got to (laughs) share. We we also want to include things like a list of basics you need in your Jeep when you start off-roading. And we'll add to this basic list as time goes. We'll have suggestions on joining a group or club so you can do more exploring with your Jeep and some other fun things like picking a line, spotting tips, winching and who knows what else we might throw in there we're hoping to draw more people to our podcast and help some of you that may want to drive but might need a little encouragement and i don't mean the liquid kind and don't worry for all the experienced drivers that listen we promise to make it fun and enjoyable for you too and speaking of all the experienced drivers let us know what some of your first time off-road experiences were and we'll share them in a future segment we can keep it anonymous if you want. wouldn't want to embarrass anyone. Next week, I'll share my very first off-road experience in our Jeep. You don't want to miss this story. You know the drill. Contact us at jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and share your story.
4: Pre-dented. Pre-dented Jeep. So there's no crying over that first dent. Pre-love. You know what? it's Come on.
5: It's so awesome because it's already scratched. It already had dents. When you go out and you make a oops or you learn, who cares? It's already dented. It's perfect.
4: Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> well, looking forward to that, uh, Wendy. Uh, it sounds good. Newbie Nuggets. That, I don't know where you would have come up with a name like that, but uh, we'll go with it. We'll go with it. See how it goes. Yeah, I thought you were going to uh, blame me, so that was your, that was your mistake. Not <laughs> oh, to. I should have
5: blamed
4: you. Yeah. <laughs> no, not, we're not going to blame you. We're just going to say it's your fault. <laughs> there you it's go. It's your
5: fault. That's it. It's Tony's fault.
2: <laughs> hey, guys. This is Sean from Oklahoma. I uh, just got to listen to the latest show, and... I want to say that there was a lot more F-bombs in the show than previous shows. I've been listening about four months and really enjoyed it. Um, But after (laughs) hearing all the F-bombs, this show, I went up and hit that fucking subscribe button. So any listeners out there, if you were on the fence about subscribing, hit that fucking subscribe button and get that thing done with. Support the show. love this guy. Uh, Great show. Great topics, guys. Keep it going. And gals.
0: My goodness. Awesome that's a great voicemail thanks thanks for calling in sean and, and thanks for the su- subscription that that's, that's fucking awesome
5: <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh, more editing
5: <laughs> f-bomb alert
4: you got tech questions
0: uh, what do i have a, we have answers oh that's good I think, I, it's I'm tech talk with Jeep talk Well, Jeep's engineers and designers in all their wisdom have given the new generation of Jeeps some amazing technology, some amazing creature comforts, and a level of aesthetic appeal we honestly didn't know we were missing in Jeeps until they figured out a way to make it rugged, too. But with everything an automaker gets right, there is inevitably something that they get wrong. And as much of a fanboy of Jeep that I am, the engineers screwed this one up. What I'm referring to is a creature comfort that many of us would never think twice about. Something that you likely even take for granted on another vehicle that you drive or have owned in the past. And unless you are one of those few people in the United States that don't have to pump their own gas, then you know that I'm talking about a lack of something to do with the gas cap while you refuel. Especially in the new 2019 and 2020 model year Wranglers and Gladiators. Imagine this. You just spent $52,000 on a new truck, and you're at the pump for the first time. You open the fuel door, you release the cap, and now what? You just let it rest on your fender, the one already covered in silt and slush from this winter's roads, dripping gas all down that brand new paint? Yeah, I don't think so. So, now you know what they say. Necessity is the mother of invention. Now, I've seen a couple of different takes on this solution, but here's how you can solve this issue once and for all, giving you a place to rest that gas gap without transferring dirt or snow to your tank or gas to your paint. Now, although you're only going to be needing one of these, you can actually get a 25-pack of these self-adhesive adjustable nylon cable clamps. These have a small strip of strong adhesive on one side and an adjustable latch loop on the other. All you need uh, for this thing is uh, for part of the radius of the loop, so you're going to be cutting the adjustable part of it off, leaving just the adhesive back and a small hook of the nylon plastic loop. We're going to have a picture of this and how to do this mod uh, in the show notes for this episode. So if you're lost, well, just go to the website. Now, you're going to need to go out there to the Jeep with your new invention and using a little bit of rubbing alcohol. You're going to clean the living daylights out of the backside of that fuel door. You're going to want it clean enough to eat off of, so don't cut corners here. Do not peel the protective cover off of the adhesive yet. You're going to need to do a couple of test fittings first to make sure the hook you're about to install isn't going to interfere with the body of the Jeep, the operation of the door, or the gas cap itself. Now, once you've determined a good place for the hook, simply peel the covering off the adhesive and stick it firmly to the cleaned area that you picked out on the back of the fuel door with the hook part facing upwards. Now, anytime it's time to top off, you can simply drape the lanyard of the gas cap over the hook, keeping the cap off of your paint and whatever's on your paint from getting into your cap and into your tank. And, of course, if you screw things up, knock the hook off, or it just falls off over time, well, you've got 24 more of these things in the bag and a couple minutes of free time (laughs) to clean things up again and install a new one. Heck, make a few of these things, have them in the cup holder, and start handing them out to other Jeepers at the gas station. You'll be a hero in no time, a local celebrity. They'll probably throw you a parade and make a holiday out of you. It's all because of the world-famous Jeep talk show. It's okay. We'll let you take credit this one time.
4: So I'm thinking you could, uh, those doors don't have locks on them, I don't think, so you could just randomly go to parking lots and install these on uh, your, oh, on, can you imagine? on the best, uh, <laughs> on the Jeeps that you like the best, you know? Maybe leave a little, you, you, leave a little card there, you know, <laughs> Maybe free installation by blah, blah, blah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. but fan
4: of the Jeep Talk Show. Yeah. And now, also uh, listen to the Jeep Talk Show.
0: <laughs> you got to put yeah. a hashtag Jeep Talk Show in there somewhere. No, can you imagine like coming out from from you know grocery shopping? You got you know two hundred dollars worth of groceries in your cart, and you you know you're walking out to the back of the Jeep and you come around the corner and there's Nikki G, and he's got his hand in your gasket. It's it's okay, I'm
4: a professional. No,
7: I'm I'm here to help,
4: help honest. Yeah, exactly. I'm
7: just gonna help
4: you. Oh, Oh, he's used to it. He's immune. No, I know, I know, (laughs) I know. No, we're going to put a link
0: up on the website. We're going to have some pictures for you guys so that you can see how to modify these. I'll put a link for uh, to Amazon where you can get a 25-pack of these nylon-adjustable cable clamps for less than $6. Uh, so, yeah, we're talking about a super cheap, awesome modification that will definitely make uh, your new Jeep life a lot easier.
4: Yeah, I can see what you're talking about, though. You do need to do some test fittings because you may not have the, the room to put it there uh, when you close the door. So uh, do, do what Josh said. Make sure you take your time on this. Well, have you
0: anything to add? Maybe you have a question for Tech Talk, a topic you would like for us to cover. I'll well, just jump over to com slash contact and send us a message.
6: Hey, guys. SuperCroc here. So, today I've got what you might call a Tech Talk question. Well, maybe two. I'll say the first one early, first. Excellent.
4: So, I, on the XJ 4.0 liter.
6: I, 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 I've done stuff on it and I know my way around it, you know? I was talking to this guy and he's like, man, the very first thing you should do on any XJ
4: you get is change the internal regulator on
2: the alternator to external. Now <laughs> so I'm like, well,
8: I've never had problems with it. I've never heard of anyone else with it. So, I don't know. Maybe it's weird people.
2: But uh, have a good day. Bye. Josh,
4: you know, I don't know a lot about the the pre-97s, but I know that the the 97s on don't have an internal regulator uh, to the alternator. I'm thinking the older ones don't either. It's all controlled by the computer, isn't it? No, no. It, it actually, they, they, they do. Older vehicles had an external regulator.
0: Um, and, okay. and once they sort of uh, figured things out back in like 1979 or something. I yeah, thought <laughs> you were in 1910. I mean, it's seriously been since like the 70s or 80s since pretty much every alternator that's been put into a vehicle since then has had internal regulation uh, since right. uh, it was just a better, better way to do it. Um now yes I mean in in the newest of new vehicles there is some voltage sensing and and control that uh, that happens with the computer but but ultimately the alternator is what is handling the, you know the majority of the the charging duties including the regulation of the voltage that's coming out of it. Um so no I mean unless he's talking about you know the original Cherokee um you know back in but, the 70s yeah, and we a full size so, Jeep.
4: Yeah. Um Oh then, yeah then,
0: then maybe 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 he he's talking to some, you know, some old coot that, you know, he doesn't know that Cherokees started being remade in 1984. And then again, in 2014, uh, but, uh, you know, so he might only be thinking about, you know, the 1970 something, uh, Cherokee full size, the old Cherokee chiefs, uh, in which case then, yeah, you know, maybe his advice would be sound, but, uh, but uh, referring to a you know a a third a second generation Cherokee third generation Cherokee uh, no that's not something that you you can or would even want to do.
4: So you got me uh, got me curious now because my information is is that the uh, the alternator in the 97 plus at least Cherokees is not does not have any regulation and all uh, regulation all voltage regulation is being handled by the ECU. So we'll have to I'll have to research that and uh, find out what the case is in the upcoming episode. The Jeep Talk Show. It's not about us. It's about you, the listeners.
2: It's Tim from Torrance. Hey Jeepers, this is uh, Rob. from to of. Hey guys, it's Cody with Trailchasers.net with another grand adventure.
7: Hey guys, this is Cody from Indiana. Yoo-hoo!
6: Hello Jeep Talk Show crew. This is Sj Rick. Hi guys. This is Joe. If a turtle doesn't have a shell. Is he naked or homeless? Hey guys, this is Ron out in Arizona. Hey, what's up? Jeep talk show. This is from Oregon Trail Offroad. Hi. This is Jake from California. And I'm sitting here eating four friends for breakfast. Hey, this is uh, pag Freak. Hey, Tony, Josh, and Danny, it's XJJ calling.
2: This is John, freerunner in 1982. And on today's radio context
4: segment, I'm going to talk about APRS, Nano Pro Restraint System. Ah! No. 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 No, that's not right. We love our listeners. Did you? Uh, do you ever miss uh, Josh's subconscious, uh, Josh?
0: You know, I was actually thinking about that a couple, few weeks ago. We were doing the show, and and something popped in my head. Something was said, a, a turn of phrase, something, and and the uh, the uh, the old uh, Josh's subconscious popped in my head, and and I thought about you know trying to come up with a response in 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 that in that fashion you know yeah, in, yeah, in, yeah. and uh, i just it 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 couldn't come to me fast enough and we moved on to something else and i was like oh yeah no, no. It sort of sort of reminisced there for a second while we were doing the show it was, it was kind of
4: nice so if you guys don't know uh, what we're talking about again if you go back and listen to uh, some of the prior episodes you will uh, you will hear a, uh, oh, a little call here, Yeah, oh boy, they, they is were, it special? <laughs> they were they were very they were very funny and very politically incorrect. Uh, but uh, yeah, so go back there and uh, investigate our back catalog. Uh, I think you'll have a lot of fun.
2: Hey guys, it's Cody, and I'm uh, driving through Southern California traffic towards LA in my beautiful, cush, wonderful, high-performance Ford Ranger that will, uh, will will go down in history as my favorite vehicle so far. I'm catching up on some episodes. And uh I'm listening to the latest episode where Josh talks about the new Hilux uh Jeep line and I gotta tell you, I Josh <laughs> to the field and more bad news and just have a whole segment of Josh going off on ramps because Avery Josh <laughs> is freaking hilarious. Keep it up guys. I'll talk to you soon
4: that of course uh, is uh, Cody from TrailChasers.net, uh, dot, uh, dot net <laughs> the uh, one of the uh, members of the 4x4 radio network and uh, what is the odds whenever you say the the magic words is all I got to say or it reminds me of like um, <laughs> My, my rage wait, is so strong, and it affected his cellular it, provider. It, it literally yeah. irradiated RF at the time. Well,
5: <laughs> and actually, what the problem was, he says he's driving in Southern California. Well, he's not really driving, he's just sort of parking in the parking lot of the traffic. Oh, that we have,
0: yeah. So. <laughs> Somewhere on I 5.
5: Yeah, he's sitting. That's what he was doing.
2: Gotcha. From around the world, or from your city. And sometimes just down the street. Howdy, neighbor. It's the Jeep Talk Show
4: interview. All right, guys and gals, we're back with another Jeep Talk Show interview. We're going to be talking with Meredith over at Extreme Terrain. You know, Meredith is a writer and host for extremeterrain.com and has been in the video department for over three years now and has been in the Jeep community for over seven that must be a hell of a deal. You've only been messing around with Jeeps for seven years, and now you're into doing videos and, and being paid to work with Jeeps and tell people what to do. I, that's, this is like a dream job. Uh, by, it
1: is a dream job. <laughs> <laughs> I got hooked from yeah. day one. I had to make it something. So here I am.
4: <laughs> <laughs> by day, she reviews and installs all pro- the all the products that uh, Extreme Terrain has the offer. And uh, after work, she enjoys working on her Jeep and other cars. Plural, guys. Cars. She bought her 2007 JKU when she was 18 and hasn't looked back since. Uh, You can find her on Instagram at offroad underscore Meredith or on YouTube at youtube.com slash extreme terrain videos. Meredith, thank you very much for being back with us again. Is this your second or third time with us?
1: I think it's my second.
4: I think so, too. I, I just I didn't want to say. Uh, again, and then make make like it was just two when it was more than that. And I think last time uh, you were on the uh, the call in show with uh, with Tammy and I. This this may be your first one uh, on the main Jeep Talk Show.
1: Yeah, yeah, I was. Uh, I believe when I did call in, it was you as well as Tammy and maybe even another host. I'm not 100 percent sure though. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah. But I'm glad well, to be back.
4: <laughs> been a couple of years, I think actually. So, yeah. uh first and foremost, and I don't think I asked you this last time um how did you get the name Meredith? because when I think of Meredith, I think of uh, people that I see on t v and they're they're usually older Meredith that, that seems like yeah, exactly it's like a, an older an older uh style name that you really don't hear hear much these days
1: My mom actually um it's, it's just a simple story, really. My mom used to go to this restaurant with my dad all the time and um she was pregnant at the time with me, and her server's name was Meredith, but it was spelled differently, and my mom got hooked on the name, and it just ended up being me. And I was a server for a little while, too, before I actually got into Jeeps. That's what actually um, funded my Jeep obsession before I got to Extreme Terrain. So, <laughs>
4: so was the waitress aware that you were named after her?
1: Um, I... Don't know. That's I only really got the beginning of the story.
4: <laughs> no you now I gave you a, gave you a question to ask. And and just in case anybody ever asks you that again, you say, Well, I'm not sure. I was very young at the time.
1: <laughs> I can't very, remember. very young at the time. <laughs> <laughs>
4: All right, so uh, now we already said you've been uh, there at uh, Extreme Terrain for three years and doing the video stuff. Uh, For for folks that aren't familiar, maybe they've seen you in some YouTube videos for Extreme Terrain, Uh, but uh, what kind of stuff do you do? Is it just Jeeps or do you – because I know uh, the the Extreme Terrain is Jeeps, but there's also some other uh, businesses that are all uh, in in the same uh, company there that you you do. Do you do the – what was the other one, Trucks?
1: Yes, so we have three main um, websites under Turn 5. It's kind of an umbrella um, that goes across uh, American Muscle. That was our first website um, that covers Mustang as well as uh, Dodge Challenger. And then we also have Extreme Terrain, which was the second one. Um, I cover a lot of the Jeep Wrangler and we also have uh, Tacoma and Tundra. And we just added the Gladiator. Um, and then we also have American Trucks, which is there we go. basically every American truck. We have Silverado, F-150, and Dodge Ram on there. So um, I do dabble in some truck stuff, but my heart is with Jeep and with Extreme Terrain. So I kind of <laughs> I monopolize that.
4: Sure. Uh, now, I, I've always been a big truck fan. I, I mean, I had uh, several trucks before I got a Jeep. But they're very different. A truck is very different than a jeep, and um, it's really hard to explain to folks uh, that maybe have never had a truck, or maybe they've had trucks and, and didn't have jeeps. Do you do you kind of have a feel for what the how you could describe the two things?
1: They are very different. Um, I mean, the biggest difference between the two is I think of when I first got into jeeps, I would explain to people like a jeep is. It's like Legos, like everything is just, it's very easy to work on. It's a very easy platform to figure out. Mm-hmm. Um, the solid axle, uh, that's very easy to figure out. Um, but then moving over into a truck, that's a little bit different. They're a lot bigger. Um, there's a lot more going on with them. Um, as far as suspension goes, a lot of them have independent front suspension. Um, and when moving over back to a Jeep, really, it's, it's, it's
4: night and day, right? It is. It kind of feels like home for me because uh, I used to work on my trucks as well. So uh, it, it, you, you're right. Things are bigger, but it's so nice having so much room. I, th- I remember when I got uh, went from my uh, Ford F one hundred and fifty to uh, my Jeep Cherokee. Uh, it was like, oh my God, this is so close. I can touch the other the other door. I can pass touch the passenger door real easy. It's where,
1: craziness.
4: <laughs> where I'd have to lay over in the seat to do it in the truck. So that took a little bit of getting used to, but man, it just feels so great being in a, in a four-wheel drive, uh, smaller vehicle that can just go anywhere. It's They're like nimble. driving. Yeah, it's like driving a goat. And uh, when you think about taking a full-size truck uh, off-road into wooded and and boulders and that type of area, it, it's kind of hard to turn those things on a dime and move around. It's, I'm not saying it can't be done. It's just a lot harder to do in a, in a full-size truck instead of a jeep.
1: It definitely is and that's where I was a little worried about the gladiator, but it seems like it's doing really good in the off road community and it is still a even though it is a lot longer than the um the two doors and the four doors, they are still doing great and they're a lot more nimble than um a lot of the other full size trucks on the market. So
4: So, so you've had I an oppor-
1: I'm
4: sorry, you've had an opportunity to drive a gladiator then.
1: I have driven one, I have not off-roaded one just yet, um but I am very excited to. I want to <laughs> see how they perform firsthand. I've trust me, I'm in the Jeep community. I've watched all of the videos. I've seen a lot from those trucks so far and they definitely are very capable. I just I can't wait to actually get behind the wheel in the off-road park with one.
4: Now, I have a theory that the um uh, that I think that they did did the Gladiator wrong. They, they should have made the nose a little different because if somebody's driving towards you in a Gladiator, it just looks, you like, never know. It just looks like a JL <laughs> or maybe even a JK if you're not paying real close attention. Uh, and then you have to, you know, look at the ass end of it to go, oh, that's a truck, or look at it as it goes by.
1: Oh, so, wait, yeah. <laughs> There's a bed there instead of...
4: A- <laughs> exactly. So I, I I think they, I mean, I understand why they did that. It's a lot easier and cheaper just to use the same front end stuff. But I think they did this show as a little disservice. They should have made that grill a little different on the front, I think.
1: I agree with that. I think that they would – I mean, they're doing great. Everybody's been waiting for oh, yeah. the JT for forever. Um, but I think that they would have done really well if they did change it up. I have to agree with that.
4: I, I can't help but think – and I've mentioned this to uh, Josh on, uh, on the main show – that I can't help but think that the aftermarket – Uh, Gladiator uh, grills are going to come out And when I say Gladiator, I mean the original Gladiator You know, back from the uh, What was it, the 60s and 70s Where the the one that's got the angle And the really small nose to it And I I think we're going to see Somebody coming out with one of those Maybe Extreme Terrain will do it, you never know
1: Maybe I'm (laughs) sure, well, I'm sure We'll sell it at one point if it does, um, but I I think a lot of companies really take advantage of some of those older um, styles to them. So I I think that's def- I think that's a good prediction.
4: <laughs> yeah, I uh, yeah, and I
1: mean people love to switch up their grill. I've, exactly, we've we seen the angry eye grills.
4: <laughs> oh God, yeah. I, if, <laughs> I, my wife saw the one. My wife has a TJ, and my wife uh, saw some pictures of the uh, the the eyelashes and the big lips on the bumper. And, uh, and she goes, "That's just so cute." And I said, "No, uh, uh-uh, no way. You're not doing that. I have to drive the TJ sometimes, and I'm not driving it like that."
1: <laughs> you know what? I would I would think that's really funny. Instead of an angry eye, let's make a sad eye grill.
4: Uh, how about how about a Forest Whitaker or a, a half closed eye, or, or maybe a lazy eye? <laughs>
1: just like like a wink, a nice wink. Exactly. Like a Jeep wave. It'll be a Jeep wink.
4: <laughs> exactly. So. Um, l- l- the, uh, your, your JKU, uh, you got that in 2007. Uh, you, I'm assuming you got it used.
1: Yes. Yeah, so I actually, I bought that used. Um, that was, I believe it was 2014. So I got it six years ago. Um, and I started off just with my low budget mods. I got a body lift. Um, I did fenders, I did just some uh smaller lights, and then I got hooked.
4: <laughs> so the body lifts are, are, are attractive from the standpoint uh it's pretty inexpensive. Uh how do you feel about that body doing that body lift now that you have some more experience with the Jeeps?
1: So I actually, I'm a fan of a body lift for a little bit of an extra appearance if you want to just get a little more clearance um, out of your wheel wells. However, I'm not a fan as far as taking it off-road. I actually still, I have a four-inch TerraFlex lift kit on my Wrangler right now, and I still have that two, I think it might be one and a half Inch body lift mm-hmm. and the body roll when you go off road is unbelievable <laughs> now i know my jeep but taking it off road once i've put a suspension lift on it with the um with the body lift i it was a little scary at first <laughs> um just because it feels like you're gonna tip over but um you're not
4: <laughs> right what well, that
1: high center of gravity just it, it makes you a little bit on edge. So I don't necessarily recommend it for somebody who's um, doing a lot of crawling. Now, if you're doing overlanding or you just want it for appearance reasons, I'd say go for it. Mm-hmm. They're very inexpensive.
4: So the, the, the thing you can do, and I'm sure you know, this is uh, put a lot of body armor and uh, sliders and stuff, get that uh, center of gravity back lower.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. And that's what I have on there, but Sometimes it just it. Sometimes it gets you when it's unexpected.
4: So, um, speaking of sliders, we and I don't know if you caught this or not, but we had a bit of a uh, a discussion on a prior show about sliders, uh, how getting sliders over sidesteps. and I couldn't help but notice. I'm not sure if it was one of your videos, but I did notice there was an extreme terrain uh, video about the drop down sliders, and I thought uh, since it was a popular subject with our listeners. That uh, you might be able to, you know, give us the uh, extreme terrain uh, version of uh, why uh, sidesteps is, is a good thing.
1: So sidesteps, they I'm a fan, so I'm a fan of rock sliders for the off-roader. But if you're going, just dri- daily driving your Jeep, if you are really just concerned about accessibility, um, then steps might be for you. Um, I personally think that once you get into the Jeep community, once you start going off road, you kind of get like an almost a knack for it. Um, and investing in something uh, like a step might not be the best long term solution. So it really comes down to um, being practical with how you use your Wrangler. If you just use your Wrangler on a daily basis and you're OK with some light off roading, then um, a step that's going to offer lighter protection, uh, that's going to be right up your alley. But if you're really looking to crawl, um, something like a slider is going to do a lot more for the side of your Jeep because the the rocker area is really a very vulnerable part of mm-hmm. your Wrangler that um, can get damaged very easily, especially if you don't have a good breakover angle. Um, now, the drop-down step or the powered steps, those are... Um, those have come a long way since the first ones. Um they make a lot that are a lot more durable um and are um they are for uh the off roader Sorry, my uh I, I apologize. No my no, that's all right just we'll, just, <laughs>
4: we'll just take a pause uh and
1: then uh, I'll know where, yeah. to where it- I don't, and my brother pulled up uh, next to me and was trying to talk to me again. Sorry about that. <laughs> I tried to like wave him off, but I was getting distracted and I could hear myself go off course.
4: So uh, you can just, uh, if you want to continue, um, just give it about five second pause and then continue on, or if you want me to ask yeah, you no something. Yeah, no problem. Else. I'll
1: just pick up back from the, uh, the power steps. Okay. So the power steps are very interesting. Those are really for somebody who wants to. A lot of accessibility at their fingertips and aren't necessarily concerned about um, all of the off-road capabilities um, of a slider. Um, So, in all honesty, I would recommend those to somebody who isn't really planning on going off-road. Now, they do make a lot of steps that uh, are actually really durable. I just installed one set of side steps uh, that were powered. Um, that were actually set up like a rock slider. Uh, they have the—I forget what actual brand it is—but they're set up almost like a ruby rail, and then they have a um, integrated step that swings down once you open their once you open the door. And that was made of really thick gauge steel. So there are options out there that kind of tend to both the off road, um, the off roader, as well as just somebody who's daily driving their Jeep around.
4: Mm-hmm. And I certainly understand that there's gonna be people uh shorter people maybe people that uh, have back problems <laughs> yeah may have back problems I'm the, I'm the or short one. yeah or uh, well my wife is five two and I put a four-inch lift on her uh, on her TJ and it's sitting on 33s and she can she can get up in there uh, now she does have to get a, a stool for the the neighbor uh, to get in if uh, if she goes anywhere with her but anyway uh, so, I, I think it can be done if you, have, if you have the grab handles and stuff. But I certainly understand older uh, people that have or, or, or have medical issues and they still want to be in a Jeep and still want to drive a Jeep and they need that sort of thing, I think is great. Uh, I just want to make sure that people out there understand that there's kind of a, you need to be careful with it because you may not think you're going to go off-road, but it makes a big difference when you get involved in the Jeep community and start modifying your vehicle and you start thinking... I'd like to go off road with this. And now you have to be really careful with those very expensive.
1: Uh, that's, non. That's the other thing. They are very expensive. And yeah. you can find one that can, you can find some that can take a bit of a, abuse. But when you're when you're putting two thousand dollars on the side of your Jeep, I wouldn't want to scratch it up.
4: Oh, my God. So, I'd have to weld them I, on there. So nobody stole them. <laughs>
1: <yeah>. <laughs> weld them on. Make sure that they're good and just get nothing near them. <laughs>
4: Yeah, that was. interesting so I would
1: always. I mean, if you are going to off-road, there are inexpensive solutions for rock sliders that can just that can go off-road and take a beating.
4: Yeah, so we're kind of a, of the same mind, and uh, but extreme terrain does carry those uh, those kind of drop-down sliders or side steps, and uh, you certainly can go over there and, and find them at extremeterrain.com. Um, but uh, be, be, be very careful about not not necessarily the quality of the of the of the side steps but what your long-term goals really will be. You know, this may not have happened to you, Meredith, but it's very common in the Jeep community. You put a lift on your vehicle, uh, a lift on your Jeep, and then two or three years down the road, you go, yeah, that's not high enough. I need a little more higher. And then you add another two or four inches to it. And then, uh, so you wind up buying uh, two lifts. So anytime people ask what size lift should I put on my my Jeep, I'll say, well, how high do you think? And they'll say, and I'll go, oh, you might want to add two inches to that. And then I'll explain the, the, the dual time thing because it, it saves you money in the long run.
1: Yeah, it does. And I've even, I've come across that. So I, I was just telling you with the body lift and the uh, right. the four inch suspension lift, um, I wanted to go higher and higher and higher. And here we are <laughs> lifted on six inches with 37. That's, so a, that's a big really,
4: lift. That's a big lift for a, yeah. for a Jeep. <laughs>
1: It is. That's why I have to have my uh I actually have a slider with a little bit of a a little bit of a step just so I can get in and out of it. I but bet you do. If I didn't have those sliders, I'd have to jump in.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, uh if you don't mind me asking, uh and just tell me hell no if, if you do, how tall are you? I am 5'4". <laughs> oh, okay. Well you're two inches taller than my wife, so yeah, I can uh, I can certainly see that. Uh, you know, it's so funny. She, uh, whenever I got her the TJ and and put the lift on it, uh, she goes, oh, this is wonderful. I was kind of concerned it was going to be too rough a ride for her. But she says, oh, this is wonderful. I can see everything. <laughs> she was able yeah, to. Yeah,
1: it's like, it's a position of power.
4: <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. So I don't know if you're familiar with this, but there's uh, actually a company that makes a, uh, I think it's an inch and a quarter uh, or maybe inch and a half lift for the driver and passenger side seats
1: really
4: yeah so you can actually lift the seat up my wife was having a hard time uh, with the dash and the nose of the jeep and stuff because you know she was sitting kind of sitting down kind of low so I looked around and I I found this lift kit for the, the the two front seats, so now
1: well, there you go. Now she's <laughs> there's up. a lift kit for your Jeep, and then there's <laughs> a lift kit for us short people out here. A, a lift
4: kit for your butt, <laughs> so, so, so to speak. So, uh, yeah, and uh, actually, I might
1: have to look into that. I thought you might. <laughs> I thought you might.
4: I thought you might Sometimes be interested when in that: I'm
1: off-roading. I want a little bit more uh, of a vantage point, and you know what that might just be an option I have to take a look into.:
4: See, you can, uh, you can tell the people at extreme terrain, we need to get seat lifts. so <laughs>
1: yes. I'm taking that over to product development tomorrow. <laughs> it's, uh, it's so
4: simple. it was just uh, it's re- I think that, actually I think what they used was a, a transfer case drop. Uh, it looked like it was exactly <laughs> the same thing.
1: <laughs> like the little, the little hockey puck.
4: Yes, exactly. And uh, they provide actually, you
1: the. We do. Um, I know that we do offer a seat recliner for the back seats for um, some of the JKU models. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and and that's a little hockey puck too. It's just a little spacer that you put in between, and then you, your passengers in the back get a little bit of a a reclined seat.
4: Yep, and uh, it's just a little hockey puck thing, like you say hole in the middle and a, a different bolt a longer bolt that uh, is used on the to hold the seats down. So, yeah, she she loves that. In fact, my uh, oldest daughter uh got just got a 2005 TJ and she's already purchased the the lifts for hers and uh, we just have to go out there and and uh, and do that. So, yeah, that might be a good First thing for you. Lift
1: kit on the Jeep? Yeah, it is. A seat lift kit. <laughs> it is
4: exactly is exactly that. So, um, is there, uh, tell me some things going on in Extreme Terrain. Is there anything new coming up? Any new products? I mean, I know you, got, you guys got the uh, products for the Gladiator now. Uh, what kind of things are, are you coming out with, with for the Gladiator?
1: So, we're expecting a lot of, because the Gladiator platform is the same as the JL, uh, we are expecting a lot of, well, I wouldn't say that the whole platform is the same, but a lot of, parts do cross over Mm -hmm. so you can expect a lot of the appearance parts um even like the front bumpers and stuff a lot of the front end parts are should pass over to the jt platform um but i am excited for some of the stuff as far as a truck is concerned um like tonneau covers and side steps we saw a lot um of stuff at sema uh that is going to be switched up um we even saw a product by DV8. So, um we're all familiar with the Ruby Rail and the uh rock sliders like we just talked about. Mm-hmm. Um but on the back part of the wheel, right on the back of the truck bed, um DV8 actually ca- came out with a little um I guess it's almost like a mini rock slider for the back. So, oh, there's yeah. a lot of small uh little um tweaks that need to be made. Um but there's gonna be a lot of the I guess the same parts just for the JT. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to see it.
4: Actually that's a great idea. I didn't even think about that because the the Jeep truck being longer, the gladiator being longer, you have a a, a worse departure angle. So it yeah. makes sense that you'd want to put a slider on the bumper, because otherwise you're going to be dragging that bumper across rocks yeah, and everything Yeah, there's
1: just else. like that little, that little piece of uh, body right behind the wheel well. Um, and that's something that you would almost never think of. Um, but I'm excited to see parts like that that really switch it up from all of the regular platforms that we've seen already.
4: So has there been any discussion between uh, the extreme terrain side and the, uh, was it uh, USA Trucks? The is this the other group that's with uh, within your company?
1: Oh, American Trucks. American
4: Trucks. Has there been a discussion between American Trucks and Extreme Terrain about who's going to get the Gladiator?
1: <laughs> so we are taking the Extreme Terrain is going to uh, take the Gladiator. Um, I think we're really trying to keep American Trucks as American <laughs> um, as possible, and, and that's I th- and keep all of the um, mid-sized vehicles and even. Um, the tundra over on the extreme terrain
4: oh, yeah. side. The the um, uh, not the tundra. So yeah, that's a good idea.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
4: so uh, yeah, I thought there might be a fight breaking out. You know, the the new truck, the the new hot truck that's out there. So they don't uh, they don't do any of the uh, the midsize or the uh, I, I can't remember what the uh, the Chevrolet truck that just came out um, or has Colorado, been
1: Colorado. Yeah, that's bit, it. Uh, you're thinking about. I'd love to see that. Over on American Trucks. I know that we were thinking about adding uh, Ranger at one point, um, but I think we are sticking with a lot of just the bigger uh, size trucks and keeping some of the uh, more mid sized trucks over at Extreme Terrain. Um, And per our conversation earlier about being nimble, I think that Extreme Terrain is a really off road market. Uh, We have a lot of off road customers there, and um, between American trucks, you see a lot of utility and some off-road with those. But extreme terrain, we're we're the heart of off-road. So with being so nimble and and the community really uh, moving towards uh, mid-sized trucks and Jeep as being those off-road vehicles, I think that's what we're going to stick to.
4: So when you're uh, walking around the office there and you see one of those USA truck guys, uh, you should recommend that they they change the name to USA Tow Vehicles because that's what they're they're there for is to tow the jeeps off-road
1: tow the jeeps i was actually (laughs) yeah so i was i I caught myself looking at f-150s today and the only reason why i was looking at those was just to tow my vehicles um just because i mean i would tow my uh, if i could i'd tow the rest of my cars with my jeep but they're just not set up like that
4: yeah now i I mean i love trucks trucks are fun especially lifted four-wheel drive trucks but it's not the same thing as taking a Jeep off-road it's it's more of a, a land yacht is, is what I what I call the, yes. the, the full-size I've, trucks I've off
1: road with a couple of um, truck owners and they haven't been able to get to or from the places that I've um, been in in the off-road park so yeah. it's it's kind of a gratifying feeling when when you can do a lot more than a big and bad truck
4: <laughs> oh yeah absolutely and all that extra power usually a v8 all right, Meredith, how do the kids find you? We already mentioned uh, your Instagram page, but uh, how, uh, let's remind people of that and the website and uh, any Instagram stuff or uh, social media stuff, I should say, uh, for Extreme Terrain.
1: Yeah, you guys can find me on Instagram and even Twitter. Um, I update uh, my Twitter as well, and it's offroad underscore Meredith. And then you can also find me and all of the other hosts over at Turn 5. Um, on extreme ter- or slash extreme terrain videos.
4: Excellent. Well, uh, Meredith, we sure appreciate it and uh, certainly looking forward to uh, more videos from you uh, there at extreme terrain. And uh, uh, I would assume we can get a look at your Jeep and stuff on your Instagram page.
1: Yes, you can see my Jeep on the Instagram page, and she has made a couple appearances on YouTube as well. Um, so you can even check her out there too.
4: Oh, do you get to say you know? I could. Uh, this would be a great thing for me to to modify my Jeep. So let me take that part that I was going to do the video on, and I'll just do it on my Jeep, and we can just leave it on there.
3: Yeah,
1: we'll just <laughs> don't worry about it. Just just turn your turn your head. And we'll just leave it on there. Yeah, I wish that was a th- well. Aww. If that was a thing, I'd have the whole website on my Jeep. So
4: yeah, I yeah. I think stop. we all would, <laughs> Meredith. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us tonight.
1: Thank you for having me back.
4: Well, a celebrity in her own
0: right. Thanks again to Meredith Evesu for taking the time to uh, for us little guys, you know, and coming on the show to talk about <laughs> extreme terrain, what it's like being one of their most famous hosts. Hey, do you have an idea for a guest? Do you work in the off-road industry? You maybe know somebody who does. Maybe you would like to be a guest on the Jeep Talk Show to tell your own Jeep story. And trust me, we'd love to have you, and it's
4: a lot of fun.
0: Just go to jeeptalkshow.com contact right now and share your ideas for our next great guest.
4: But let me ask you guys, uh, uh, Josh. Have you ever heard of a seat lift kit? Well, yeah, uh, for the uh, for the
0: JK uh, JK used the uh, the rear seats actually had uh, they they had a, a little aftermarket shim kit. Ah, uh, that you could put on uh, on the the front side of the the rear the rear seat supports, uh, which raised the front of front of the seats up a little bit, which made it just a little bit more comfortable for uh, for some of us bigger guys, if you will.
4: Well, this is uh, this is actually lifting the entire seat up an inch and a quarter oh. uh, on oh, both wow. sides, like we, like we lot. were yeah, like we were wow. talking about in the uh, uh, in the interview there uh, with Meredith, and uh, Meredith being a, a a shorter person, although not short by any stretch of the imagination. I uh, I I told her about what I had done for every TJ we have here uh, now uh, with uh, the inch and a quarter lift on all the uh, passenger and uh, driver seats, so uh, these uh, short people I live with can see over the dash. And uh, so it just something I knew about. Uh, Wendy, had you ever heard of such a thing for like a TJ?
5: I haven't, um, but we're also not too short, so I don't know that we would have looked into that. But that's this is a really good item. I think this is a great idea.
0: It, it really the helps. Only thing, the only thing that I have a problem with about this is it would be the hardware um, mm-hmm. and, and whether or not it, 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 you get upgraded grade eight, grade 8 hardware with this. And I would not install anything like this in any vehicle that I would drive or anybody in my family would drive without a set of upgraded grade 8 hardware, and here's why. You're putting that seat that was mounted to the body of the Jeep itself, which is in turn also mounted to the frame, and 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 now you're putting that an inch and a half or an inch and a quarter, or whatever, up in the air uh, through a little spacer or something like that. This is creating an inch and a quarter, inch and a half, whatever, of sheer space that if you were ever to become in an accident or in a rollover situation or something like that, it is so seriously... Ah, uh, compromising the structural integrity of the mounting of that seat. Now, unless you have grade eight hardware, I would not ever trust anything like this, uh, especially in a loved one's vehicle uh, or you know anything like that. It's just, frankly, in my mind, unsafe. Now, I believe that yeah, if if you can't see over the steering wheel, that is clearly a lot more <laughs> unsafe. Uh, there you is know, a problem. Yeah, and we all try to do our best to keep ourselves out of harm's way, but you never know when you're going through that intersection, you get blindsided by a dump truck that was you know, running a red light by a drunk driver or something like that. It can happen. You never know when that trail is going to get washed off or you take a wrong line and suddenly you're on your top and rolling down the side of a mountain. Over the last few years, we've reported on a lot of rollover fatal accidents in Jeeps uh, happening on the trails all over the nation. And it's beha- becoming to happen, uh, happening a lot more and more. So, you know, when I see something like this, it just gets my safety hockles uh, up, up a little bit because, you know, as an engineer, I, I look at this and I, and I think, my God, this is creating a problem. Uh, it's also creating a solution for some people, but it's doing it in an unsafe manner unless you do it in a specific way. Um, now, if you want to go something even more serious, you know, uh, more uh, permanent, I would highly suggest then welding in spacers in that regard to make it a permanent solution if this is going to be your vehicle. Um, so uh, just if you get one of these, you know, $30 sets off of, you know, eBay or something like that, trust me, it is not going to be safe in a rollover or in, a, uh, uh, in any kind of an accident. So just be, be advised.
6: From the mind of Nikki G. This portion of Nikki G brought to you by Broken Bolts. Broken Bolts, making men cry since the beginning of time. Broken Bolts. Hey, this is Nikki G, and I just want to point out that uh, does anybody else find it odd that Josh is giving instructions on how to prevent your car from being stolen? The irony is funny. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Josh, I appreciate the help, but I don't need any advice on how to kill a vehicle. Oh, wait, a kill switch. Yeah, that that I need some help with. Uh, let's just say electricity has a restraining order against Nikki G. But that's not why I'm calling. I'm calling to talk about coolers, uh, most specifically Yeti coolers. I hear a lot of talk about Yeti coolers. Yeti this, Yeti that, Yeti, 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 Yeti. Uh I don't see what the big deal is personally. I think Bigfoot is the cooler monster. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Wow. Alright boys and girls, I'll chat <laughs> at you later. <laughs> Holy Good one. Bye. Cow. Oh let's not forget about Nessie. She's all she's awesome. <laughs>
0: oh man, he's had some groaners over the years. I mean some pretty bad groaners, but Boy, howdy! That was a bad one.
4: <laughs> yeah. Didn't see it coming, did you? I Didn't did not see it, see it coming. <laughs> coming. No, no. So
0: I, I work with a bunch of guys who are who are like avid fishermen and stuff, and these these guys all have the top of the line, the biggest, the baddest uh, Yeti oh, coolers. God. You know, they it's probably yeah. spent a thousand dollars on Yeti coolers, Easily. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm I'm so gonna use this at work tomorrow. <laughs> You're brave, you're a brave man I can't wait (laughs) I'm a joker, I I love this sort of stuff
2: You must have needed this every day I need it It's the Jeep Talk Show's must-have stuff Pick of the week for your Jeep
0: Well, speaking of fast Jeeps Maybe you're like me and are and have a uh, heavy foot When you're behind the wheel and on the road And sometimes even off-road, too. And if you've owned your Jeep Wrangler for a number of years and like to go fast, then chances are you've experienced hood flutter. It's not as frightening as death wobble, but uh, by the first time your hood starts dancing over your Jeep at 75 miles per hour or as a semi-truck passes you a little too close, it's a moment you'll never forget. So keep that bonnet where it's supposed to be with a set of upgraded hood latches. Now, there are a bunch of different styles out on the market, and I've seen some ones made from titanium even, and no, you can't afford them. Nor would you want to with so many other viable and more practical options out there, which brings me to the one of the most reviewed and positively spoken about upgraded hood latch products, and that's the aluminum set from Rugged Ridge. Now, don't settle for the cheap crap you see on eBay on Amazon. Spend a little bit more and get the very best. Quick and easy installation allows you to simply bolt the replacement hood latches to the exact same mounting points as the factory hardware. That means no drilling and no adhesive pads to cover the old holes like some of those other brands. These premium quality hood latches are durable, fully adjustable, and definitely aesthetically pleasing with the perfect proportions to the rest of the vehicle. Unlike some of those more flimsy options out there, which just look a little anemic. Now, they come in black textured black, or in a silver finish. They're available for the 07 to 18 Jeep Wrangler JK and JKUs, and now available for the 97 to 2006 TJs as well. But the only downside that I can see to these things is they're not free. They don't come in red. Oh, there's that. <laughs> there's two they downsides. Are, now, Tony, if somebody's got the, got the money and the wherewithal to do this, these are aluminum. So you could strip them very easily and have them custom powder coated to, oh, or even painted for that matter, to match the color of your Jeep or to have it as a contrasting color or whatever. So uh, customizable if you wish, uh, but you got to take care of that yourself.
2: Oh,
4: I know. So I think it's interesting they don't have it for the JLs. I guess that's because uh, Jeep did all that engineering to uh, put vents in the fenders to uh, help alleviate the hood flutter. Actually, Tony, I, I would imagine
0: this will be something that we'll probably see in the next coming five years or less. Now, I honestly didn't start seeing uh, aftermarket hood latches for the for the JKs, JKUs until probably about five or six years after they had been on the market. So this is something that Again, it's sort of the mother uh, necessity is the mother of, of invention. Again, I hate to use the same phrase over and over again, but uh, it's one of those things where the JLS. I mean, it's not a necessity yet; it's not an issue yet. This has been an issue on TJs uh, for a long time. This is an issue on the JK and JKUs for for many people. Um, and, and so having a viable solution out there is is definitely, uh, you know, a nice little peace of mind. Uh, but with so many, you know, just crappy products out there you know what what do you got what do you know what can you go with that you know you can trust and all that sort of stuff uh the rugged rich products is one of those
4: so wendy uh do you remember the the cell phone trend whenever uh, i think it was back in the 80s the cell phones came out and uh every so often you'd see a, a usually a young man that had uh I don't know 10 12 15 uh those little cell phone antennas uh plastered yes, all over on, the vehicle
5: on the car yeah yep, why do absolutely. you think
4: why do you think nobody's done that with hood latches on jeeps yet where they just have a whole series <laughs> <laughs> of these hood latches you
5: know? they wouldn't be invited back out on the trail <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah right <laughs> it's like the new york apartment you know where you you look yeah, and they I have all these so. locks on the door no, that we we got it out here to where, you know, it's all
0: about the stick on, so it's like the the, the fake vents on the side of the yes. hood type yes. of thing or on the on the quarter panels and it's like, oh come on, you're not fooling anybody.
4: No. Uh, talk to Bill about that. I'd like for you guys to be the first to uh, start the uh multiple hood latch, uh trend. Yeah. What are you trying to
5: do, Tony? We'll never get <laughs> yeah. invited to
4: any trail. Come on. <laughs> that looked great on your Jeep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we'd like some pictures, please.
6: Yeah,
0: there you go. (laughs) Well, now that you must have a set of these fully uh, adjustable and aluminum Rugged Ridge hood latches for your Wrangler, we're going to make it easy for you. Just go to JeepTalkShow.com and look for the link in the show notes for episode 424.
5: Coming up in a few minutes, we're going to hear a little about some events that are happening in your hometown and around the nation in Wheeling, where...
0: All right, people, put on your debate caps. It's time for us to have a little argument. Well, or a debate or just a discussion. How about that? Uh, this is going to be one of these, uh, one of those topics that has been covered a lot in the Jeep world. Uh, the, uh, anytime you go to a forum, I'm sure you could probably find no less than 100 posts on this very topic. And it's something that is near and dear to my heart only because I've owned so many vehicles over the years and nearly all of them have had one particular kind of transmission. Um, until recently where my last couple few vehicles that I have owned have been of another kind of transmission. So that's what we're going to talk about here for the next few minutes is preference and, uh, and why you think, uh, an automatic transmission or a manual transmission is better than the other. Now, no stipulations. We're not talking about off-road only or just daily driving. And we're talking about what is the overall better transmission
4: for a Jeep, I know there's a lot of people that love the automatics for you know rock crawling and that sort of thing. But had we gone with uh, automatics on the TJs, I fear that after 100,000 miles, we would have been uh, having to have those automatic transmissions rebuilt. Uh, the what is it? The R R L E twenty I O U S E. I don't remember. Uh, but, uh, I know that those, those, those things, uh, it's, it's kind of a mixed bag. You, they can go at a hundred thousand or sometimes they go forever and ever. So, uh, I think that, uh, at least for the, uh, the TJ crowd manuals, the way to go. Okay. So now what about a
0: Cherokee or what about a JKU for instance, or what about a brand spanking new
4: JT? I don't know what they use in the JT. I've heard negative things about the, uh, the JK, uh, uh, JKU automatic transmissions, uh, as well. And uh, with the XJ, I don't know, the XJ kind of just got really, really lucky, or the engineers uh, knew what they were doing with the 4.0 liter and the AW4. Both, uh, both of those uh, drivetrain components uh, go for a long period of time without uh, need for much maintenance. And uh, this kind of seemed to last and last. I, I've, I've read a few things. Uh, the 4.0 liter engine is, is usually good for 300,000 miles, and uh, the AW4 transmission, 200, two, two and a quarter. So, uh, I think with the, uh, the Cherokee, uh, uh, automatic is a viable option. Now, now, I'm just looking at the situation of how long is it going to last. If all you're doing is having a trail rig, then that's a big difference because 100,000 miles on the trail, well, that would take you a long, long time to do that. No, good points, good points. Wendy, where do you stand on this?
5: You know, for me, it's about driving on the trails, so I'm going to go with the automatic. Um, but I think, honestly… Having watched people go through different uh, obstacles, it really depends on your ability and how you get through those obstacles. You could be automatic or manual, uh, and you could be really rough on your transmissions, and then you're you know, killing them no matter what. So I think it's a matter of how you drive and what your style is. For me personally, off-roading, I definitely would go with the automatic. I think it's just easier to get over things. I've seen people manual, and they're constantly killing it. You know, and having to restart and getting in precarious situations. So for me, i'm I'm going with the automatic
0: now, for me personally, I've owned well over thirty vehicles in my lifetime, and most of them have been manuals. And they have been all over um, virtually every manufacturer of automobile. I've pretty much owned it. And uh, so I've driven all sorts of different clutches um, that have very different characteristics. I am very, very comfortable and very confident. Behind an a, a manual transmission. Now, that being said, on the trail, yes, having wheeled both uh, transmissions, I do now prefer an automatic. But that being said, I can wheel a manual with confidence and skill out on the trail. Now, sure. for some of the like the like the y j guys uh, who are, you know, in a carbureted jeep, um who you know you're fighting both fuel keeping fuel in the carburetor and trying to you know f- a finesse a clutch and and find the right gear and everything it is definitely going to take a certain amount of skill set and a, a level of attention that most people probably aren't capable of doing out on the trail especially if you're not a seasoned wheeler So, you know, is a manual for everybody? Is it the best transmission? Well, probably not. And I'm going to agree with both of you guys when it comes down to what's your skill set. You know, what are you using your Jeep for? Um, You know, how confident are you behind the wheel and in precarious positions? Because that's what it's going to come down to when the Jeep starts getting off camber. Are you going to panic? And can you remember how to feather a clutch in those Mm -hmm. kinds of situations and stuff? So, you know, yeah, is there a, a definitive answer to the automatic versus manual debate? I'm going to say no, uh, because there are so many variables and, and any kind of a jeeper is going to be completely different from any other kind of a jeeper. And their skill set behind the wheel with an automatic or, or a manual transmission is going to vary so drastically from one person to the next. You can't say definitively which transmission is going to be the best across the board. I'll, That's I'll, my mention,
4: yeah, I'll mention one additional thing. I think that any time when you have more control – it gives you more latitude in how you're going to uh, use your machine, whether it be a Jeep or anything. Uh, it can become overwhelming depending on how much uh, control you're having to uh, put into the machine to make it do what it's going to do. But it's just like the, uh, the transfer case that I have now. Uh, I have more options because I can shift uh, the, uh, the, for- the front axle. Uh, in low or out I can do you know two two-wheel drive low four-wheel drive low I, I have more options it got me stuck because the the, the front axle wasn't engaged and I didn't uh, I couldn't tell because i was it was new to me and I think the same thing can happen with a standard transmission but my vote is always going to be for a standard transmission it's not the most convenient it's not the easiest thing to drive but it gives you more control.
0: I'll I'll agree with you there, Tony. And, and for anybody who's looking for a tip, if you're, if you're constantly fighting your clutch out on the trail and, and it's, and it's just, I'm I'm constantly stalling. I can never find that sweet spot. Look into doing what's called a manual throttle control. And it's basically using what is essentially a gear selector off of a 10 speed bicycle. Uh, to to hook up to your throttle cable, and you use the lever of that little gear selector for a bicycle to set the throttle position of of your your throttle body. Essentially, um, as a manual modification, there's a lot of a lot of write-ups. It's very easy, very inexpensive, and it can absolutely change your game off road if you've been wheeling with an with an older stick. Um, if you if you are uh, never experienced anything like this, look at some videos, uh, look up some of the write-ups. And, and this might help change your mind as far as, well, maybe I'm looking at uh, swapping out for an automatic because I can't stand my manual, uh, that sort of thing. Or maybe you're uh, kind of hesitant about buying a manual Jeep because you're not sure if you can wheel it right, that sort of thing. So look into something like a, a, a manual throttle control uh, for, for some of the older Jeeps uh, or even maybe even a newer Jeep if you're a little hesitant about wheeling a stick.
4: Don't be afraid, get out there, learn there it you go. Master it, uh, and, I That's think, right. and I think Anybody can do it, I think it just Requires the effort Seat time, seat time, definitely requires Lots seat, of seat time, seat time. Yep. practice
0: makes perfect That's what my grandmother always used to say Well would you like to join In on the campfire side chat, we sure like To have you, pull up a chair, crack a beverage Go to jeeptalkshow.com Slash contact and find out all the ways you can Reach out to us and join in on the fun <laughs>
6: Just look at this weather. I think this is the perfect day to take the top off. Oh, what the heck is this? Oh, you gotta be kidding me.
8: Maybe you should have checked the Jeep weather with Mitch. Hey Jeeper, Mitch here. Today is the 14th of February, 2020, and it's time for your weekend going Topless Jeep Weather Report. Surprisingly, listener, I am married, so for this Valentine's Day Topless Jeeping Weather Report, I've invited my wife to come out and help me.
1: Hi Jeeper, I'm Allison, and let's start your topless jeeping weather where Mitch proposed to me. Jam-packed, full of wineries, and beautiful scenery is Calistoga, California. Here it will be cloudy all weekend. Friday is supposed to be 68, Saturday 69, and Sunday 68 degrees.
8: Next, we run over to an area that we find romantic. Snow, mountains, forests, and a sparse density of people. Telluride, Colorado has a nice lodge-style ski resort and lots of history from westward expansion and coal mining. Here it will be sunny Friday at 35 degrees, Saturday partially cloudy at 32, and Sunday snowing at 31 degrees.
1: So when do we leave? Okay, so snow isn't your thing and jeeping topless without the threat of losing appendages sounds like a win to you. Then head out to one of the most romantic Hawaiian islands, that of Lanai. This weekend, Lanai City will be sunny. Friday 75, Saturday and Sunday 74 degrees.
8: Lastly, if you can't make it off the mainland, then head out to Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Still warm all weekend, but with clouds, so you can take top notch Jeeping topless pictures. 83 Friday, 77 Saturday, and 79 on Sunday. But to give you a fair warning, you might get evening showers. That's a good way to end a topless Valentine's date and give excuses to head inside to dry off. Don't forget to use the hashtag JeepTalkShow on social media. For us to see those pictures. If you have any suggestions or want to know your local Jeep weather in an upcoming episode, go to JeepTalkShow.com slash contact in order to find all the ways to get a message to me. I'm Mitch.
1: And I'm Allison.
8: And it's always a great weekend to go topless if you're brave enough.
1: Just go topless responsibly.
8: Hey, weren't you supposed to be topless this whole time? Hey!
4: So last year, I was getting the, the big-ass sticker to go on the big-ass big Jeep Talk Show sticker uh, and, and we're talking four foot by four foot here. Maybe it was three foot by three foot. But anyway, it was big ass. And uh, uh, Greg Lilly over at undergroundgraphics.com mentioned that they had just had a, uh, the big Jeep event at uh, Gilman Chrysler Dodge uh, just, just a, a few weeks prior. So uh, I, was, uh, I, I definitely was on the, the lookout for this year whenever it was going to happen. And I'm so glad I got to go out there and uh, actually, I spoke with uh, Greg here and get uh, a little update on the, uh, some of the, uh, the stats and things that uh, they found out after the event was over. Hey, Greg, this is Tony from the Jeep Talk Show. wanted to give you a call and find out all the uh, good and bad about uh, last week's, uh, or just this past weekend's actually, uh, the uh, Gilman uh, Chrysler Dodge Jeep event, the big Jeep event. Uh, held right here in Houston, Texas. Uh, I know you were a big part of that. How did it go?
2: Uh, the good and the bad. It was uh, it was a great event. Uh, it went great. The good was that it, it went great. The bad was we we weren't prepared for that many jeeps. But that you know, obviously, <laughs> is a good thing.
4: Yeah, that is too. Everything was good. There's no bad. How dare me? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what did you did? Did you have a count yet? Or are we too early to find out?
2: Uh, we never got an official count. So I know we had some jeeps that came in and left. Um, I know we had, it was over 350 registered. We had a registration of 300, then I think we upped it to 350. And then we had a lot that showed up that were not registered, so we put them in a separate lot until, um, about 1030, then let that, let them come in as well. So we're, I don't think we'll ever have a solid number, but I would say a realistic figure is going to be just under 400.
4: Yeah, it was a lot. There was a lot of people there, too. Uh, A lot of Jeeps. And uh, my God, I had no idea there was so many Jeeps in the area. And you know that's just a fraction.
2: Yeah. Um, You know, when we did this last year, it was on short notice. And I want to say we were 275 or something for last year. And that was with some cold weather. Uh, This year, it seemed to be perfect weather. Um, And that number, um, you know, again, registration went quick. Uh, And then we opened it up. We got more in. Uh, so it, it was, it was a lot coming in quickly. I don't know where this is, you know, this is going to go. I know we'll do it again. Uh, we're, how we're going to make more room and, and bring in more vendors. It's going to get pretty tight, but as long as they want to do it, we'll keep doing it.
4: Uh, real quick, uh, what vendors were out there this year?
2: We had, uh, tactical off-road. We had Texas truck works. We had junction auto, which is a ceramic detailer. Uh, myself, uh, my shop was there underground graphics hot past photography was there i believe they gave away a photo shoot Boss energy drink and uh of course gilman did a lot of raffles gave away a a lot of goodies
4: and the thing that i had to ask you personally to confirm it was free food you you guys literally were giving away food from james coney island which is a big hot dog place here in the in southeast texas uh and, and a lot of texas actually and uh, there was a barbecue place there that was the barbecue I was really interested in. And they, were, they were, uh, were packing up whenever I ventured out away from my Jeep. And uh, there was free ice cream and free coffee. My God, I'm surprised that uh, uh, you guys didn't spend way too much money on all that. But literally free food, guys. So it was a lot of fun. Uh, really looking forward to it. Uh, next year, glad to hear it's going to be uh, on next year. Uh, are you going to be going to the, uh, the Lone Star Jeep event in, uh, up in Conroe here in the next uh, month or so?
2: You know, I actually l- looked into that today as I talked to uh, the vendors throughout the week to kind of get a recap on their thoughts. They are asking me the, the same thing. Um, I get to hear back, but I have done a little bit more looking into it. It looks to be it's a two-day event. Um, if I'm not there as a vendor, I will be there as a spectator for sure.
4: Excellent. Well, you got to take that beautiful Jeep Gladiator up there and show it off. I know uh, Jeep Talk Show is going to be there, so we hope we'll see you there too. Again, uh, Greg, thank you so much for uh, having us out there and making our, uh, our visit very pleasant and giving us a, a prime parking place. And it was, it was great meeting everybody and, uh, and talking to you
2: as well. Always a pleasure. Thank you.
4: All right. Have a great night. So, that was a lot of fun. I'm glad I got to uh, speak with Greg uh, and get a little update on uh, what uh, the final uh, score was. And as you mentioned, uh, Josh, from the drone footage, there were just hundreds of Jeeps.
8: That's, that's a lot of Jeeps.
4: And, and yeah, no, hot. really. I mean, it, we're talking, you know, 350
0: to 400 Jeeps, anywhere from 1 to Five people in each one, so you yeah. know there was anywhere. There was easily 500 people on that lot uh, there for that event. So now I, I out here in in Oregon, uh, we do a lot of I wouldn't say a lot, but we do several Jeep events every year. There are several that are that are in their seventh, eighth, tenth year or more. Um, that they've been doing this for a while, and a couple of them are actually held on dealership lots. And so I when he says we weren't expecting that many and we're not sure how we're going to you know accommodate <laughs> that many next year, I know exactly what he's talking about and the and the kind wow. of pain and suffering and 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 the kind of logistical nightmare that the dealership has to go through to hold an event of this size and in this scale. And a yeah, plan for it next year, knowing that you don't have the side, the the, the yeah. just the, the real estate for it. So yeah, no, it's 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 awesome to hear that, though. I, I I mean I I don't envy him for what he has to go through, you know, for planning an event like this for next year. But um, but at the same time, I'm I'm just so glad that uh, that a community was able to produce a a Jeep event, and it's getting bigger each time. That's, That's what's awesome. important. Is is seeing that seeing that support seeing the seeing the people come out and and in droves uh, coming out for this event that you know I mean it's just a it's just a meet and greet it's just a jeep event it's just a you know a cruise in a show and shine type of thing I mean they didn't really have an obstacle course there that I saw uh, there wasn't like a rock wall or oh they didn't have room for it <laughs> yeah I, I, I don't even was there even an RTI ramp I mean there they, no there was really, uh,
4: there was a discussion about having one but I did not see an RTI ramp out there. Hey, Wendy, so, I mean, free uh,
0: food would have brought me down there, yeah, a 16-hour yeah, drive.
4: Yeah. You know? <laughs> but, they, uh, they ran out of food uh, by oh, noon. I bet. By noon. I bet. So, yeah, so Wendy, very... do you, I know you guys go to a lot of events there in uh, Southern California. Do you? Are they all off-road events or are some of them like this?
5: Uh, they're sort of mostly off-road, but, you know, there's a couple of clubs that do some big events that have like 400 Jeeps. And wow. I know what that visual looks like. So you've got not only the people that are participating in the runs, but you've got the spectators who also come in Jeeps. So it's, it's huge to even think about how to put that many Jeeps in a dealership lot. I, I can't even fathom it.
4: It's so yeah. much fun just to, to walk by all the Jeeps and, and see how much freaking money people have spent on not only on this, the Jeep but all the accoutrements all the oh, add-ons yeah. you know oh yeah
0: that's that's what's so fun about Jeep events and 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 to you the listener if you have never experienced a Jeep event make it a a point in 2020 to to go out and and visit at least one and experience yep. what a Jeep event is like trust Mind me it. it's yeah. going to be an experience you'll you'll definitely never forget they are a lot of fun uh you're gonna meet a ton of great people if you like talking shop if you like talking Jeep, this is the the places to do it. So if you've got Jeep events in your area, uh, support them by just showing up. Uh, that's usually all it takes. And 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 when you know vendors are showing up to these places and they hear that you know 300, 400, 500 Jeepers all came to this event just to see what's up. Yeah. you know yeah. that's that's what makes them come back each and every year uh, just mm-hmm. to to get that kind of exposure. So go out and support your local Jeep event just by showing up if nothing else.
4: Mm-hmm. So I was, uh, a couple of things to relate to you guys that I think you'd find uh, interesting, um, there, there's always a group, because I have a, a Jeep Cherokee, I think everybody knows, uh, an XJ if you will, and there's always a, a group of people that will stop by and say, I used to have a Cherokee, and then you'll know, start talking about Cherokees, uh, there was a couple of people that came by that uh, that have uh, currently have Cherokees, and uh, they just got it. They're working on it. You're uh, putting stuff on there, and of course, I I tell them about uh, if you're going to do anything to your uh, your Cherokee, you got to go over to Ironman Four x Four Fab com. He, he this makes great stuff for the Cherokees, and uh, it's so beefy. Um, but uh, yeah, talking shop exactly, Josh. And uh, I, I think that there was uh, I think the one guy was a little blown away. He had a two thousand uh, Cherokee, and I said. Uh, uh you know about the head issues with those things cracking right, and uh it doesn't doesn't have to happen, uh but it can and he goes, "Yeah, yeah, I know about that, and he mentioned this other thing, and I said, "Oh yeah, I do this, 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 so it was a lot of fun having a, a lot yeah. of uh, background knowledge about the cherokee just to to sit there and talk shop about but probably well, the, but probably the most interesting thing was uh I'm kind of unassuming whenever i I'm out in public. I don't uh, assume people are going to know the Jeep Talk Show, or, or certainly know who I am. So I had my little embroidered uh, uh, Jeep Talk Show uh, red shirt on. I, I was standing out, and uh, I'm walking through, looking at the Jeeps and just enjoying myself. And uh, I'm uh, there's a a man and a woman uh, next to a Jeep, and uh, I'm I'm not walking very close to him. But she goes, she jumps out and she goes, oh oh oh, wait a minute, uh, are you somebody? Uh, are you somebody uh, and, then, and then and i kind of i kind of think i kind of think for a second and go well yes i am somebody i'm I am somebody, I'm, somebody I'm, I'm me you know <laughs> and then i go well yeah what do you mean and she goes she she goes oh oh and she points at the shirt at my logo and she goes oh oh Jeep talk show Jeep talk show uh are, are, you you are you with are you with cheap talk show i said uh, yeah it's a podcast that i do and she goes oh, wh- who are you who are you and i said and it's so funny and she was just really really hyper genuinely excited it's it yeah. like. yes. <laughs> so cool she, she got yes. a lot she got a lot calmer when i got the five dollars from her to uh to, you know to, to, to for me to talk to her for the signature <laughs> <laughs> but i said you "Yeah, you were tony and not josh yeah yeah she yeah. said she says uh, uh, no i said yeah I'm uh, my name's Tony, and she goes, "Oh, oh my God, Tony, the Jeep talk show, Tony. That's that's your show." And I said, "Yeah, yeah." And then, <laughs> and then she says, "Yeah, I know, cause I follow Jeep Mamba." <laughs> oh. 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 My- I'm I'm on the cloud nine, and then boom, and then boom, boom <laughs> the rug is pulled right down. out from underneath you. <laughs> I'm friends with Jeep Mama, you know, and I uh, like following her. And then she was uh, she was talking about a few things. Now later on, I'm horrible with names. I don't remember names very well. But later on, I uh, I actually saw a picture of her and uh, one of the folks that is a, uh, a, a. She did mention the Jeep Talk Show group and the Jeep Talk Show page and how funny and interesting it was. Uh, so, you know, k- cool. kudos for, uh, for, for everybody that's involved in, in making that an interesting thing for people to go to. So I actually, uh, recognized her in one of the posts that were on there and, uh, she's either, cause it says Mitch and Norma. So she's either Mitch or Norma and I'm, I'm, wow. I'm guessing it's Norma. <laughs> I'm thinking it's Norma <laughs> But it was a lot of fun and uh, I can oh. I can see where you know Tammy cuz Tammy's had a lot of these things going on on the trail and, and, and people meeting her for the first time after they've listened to her several times on the Jeep Talk show and it's a lot of fun but I was a little put back by it. are you somebody? Well of course I'm somebody. I'm standing here. It's I'm not a figment of figment of your imagination, but
2: no I'm nobody. You
4: don't want to. No, exactly. Me. So <laughs> that was a lot of fun. It was great being able to talk to people. Uh, but I think I'm going to have to be a little more assuming uh, in these events uh, and uh, actually go up to people and start uh, start the conversation. I hate to do it. I hate to bother people, but I, I think I'm going to have to bother them, Josh. Yeah,
0: man, when you're at these kind of events, everybody wants to talk to everybody else. Exactly. It's, it's,
5: yeah. yeah and I was everybody's looking
0: too, for an the- excuse.
5: Yeah, and the one thing I like about those kind of events is that you really kind of go shopping, if you will. You see what somebody's done to their Jeep, or they've added an extra little something here or there. I mean, we we found a great little part to hold our uh, little handheld radios by doing something like that, looking inside someone's Jeep and going, hey, what's that? So I think that's the other fun of it. You're meeting people, you're talking all about the same language, and you're getting to find other things to buy for your Jeep and to upgrade. So.
4: It's a lot of fun. Oh yeah, you get to see what everybody else uh, everybody else did. Now, I, Josh, I told you this. I, Wendy, I don't think I did. I actually got parked next to a guy in a, a brand new Jeep truck. Yeah, and you had like top billing. You had like the yes. premier
0: parking space. Yeah, it, he was, did. it was. It was mean, a good. Like no, pictures. like really seriously, like from the
4: drone footage. You know, a three hundred feet in the air, you can still pick out Tony's Jeep out of three hundred other Jeeps. <laughs> that's it, right, that's amazing. exactly. Yeah, I don't know if you saw the post or not, but I actually took a. There was a a, a JK, the Jeep truck, and my uh, XJ, all parked. Yeah, yeah, next no, to I each saw That and, it was uh, awesome. I started it with uh, a a JK. Actually, it was a JKU, a JKU, uh, a Jeep truck, and an XJ walk roll into a bar. You know, like yeah. starting a joke, but anyway, uh-huh. um, the, yeah, it was a very good place, and uh, that that's a hundred percent Greg from Underground Graphics because his, of his involvement. And wow. I got there, and he just said, "Park right over there." Even the the wow. Jeep truck guy actually ha- helped me back in. I think that was more for me not to uh, hit his truck, but that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> super super nice guy, and uh, he, uh, he 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 kind of looks at this, the the big ass sticker on the side of the Jeep, and he goes, and he looks at me, he goes, "Are you Jeep Talk Show?" <laughs> and again, I'm like. Well, not yep. personally. It's a, I, need to, you know, we, I need to start <laughs> to always, saying yes. <laughs> we've
0: always prided <laughs> ourselves on saying there's no such thing as a stupid question.
6: However,
4: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but he says, he goes, Here's Oh, your sign. yeah, yeah he, <laughs> but super, super nice. And he says, Oh, my son told me to listen to the Jeep talk show. And, and, and that's the show that you do? I said, yep, that's right. I said, yeah, take a listen. I, I never think- listen to anything my son
6: says. But- <laughs> that's right.
4: <laughs> but the interesting thing was that was a show truck. He was out there showing off wow. the products that they sell oh, for the right. Jeep truck. And one of the things that I thought was most interesting was, uh, and he pointed out, was you, he, they, they sell tops for the JK, both front and back, with Gorilla Glass on top. Ooh, wow. And the first question I asked him was... Does it get oh, hot? <laughs> no, no. Yeah. No, that was the second question. I said, does it get hot? And he says, no. They're ceramic coated. They're great. Now, he's, oh, in, wow. he's in Texas. So, I don't know if, if he's from Texas, but that would have been a hell of a long drive if he wasn't. And then yeah, the next right? thing I said was, how much are they? Because I was, you know, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you one way or another. Uh, it's it's uh, either it's too yeah. hot or it's too expensive. And uh, I think he said $2,000. And I'm like, holy hell. And he says, and I don't know that he didn't tell me not to say this, but he said that in- uh, in two months, they've sold four thousand of them. Good wow. lord! So there's people out there with money, which means you people need to subscribe to this damn show. It's not two thousand dollars either. So we're
8: way down like twenty five bucks
4: a year. Yeah, it's twenty five dollars a year.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a
4: bargain. It is. It really is.
0: Um, well, I mean, look at look at if you were to replace a JK uh, a, a two thousand nine to twenty eighteen Jeep Wrangler JK two door. And 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 go with a factory Mopar top, it's gonna run you anywhere between two and three grand. So right, if right. you
4: get an aftermarket top for, you know, and around that right. price. Yeah, you're right. You know. I'm cheap. This is the bang, you know, unless it's I'm buying it's all relative. Yeah, unless I'm buying yeah. an Atlas transfer case, it costs too much money. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It is, it's all relative. But it was a lot of fun and, and this uh kinda leads into the more fun I'm gonna have yeah, here, just a little bit more over a month, uh, March 2021, I'm going to be going to the Lone Star Jeep Invasion. Of course, we were just talking uh, with Greg about that. He's going to be out there, uh, maybe out there as a vendor. And uh, I just want to do a quick shout out to uh, Andrea Ellis, who was, uh, is one of the, the folks that puts that on. She uh, fell off of a four-foot ladder and broke every bone in her ankle. Uh, oh, it is geez. horrible! <gasps> Ouch! Just absolutely horrible. That's but, reconstructive surgery, it is. right there. Yeah, That's, yeah. Good lord! And uh, I just hated seeing that. And uh, you know, she was there uh, this uh, this past Saturday at the uh, the big Jeep event and <laughs> what a trooper. Yeah. Wow. And, and no the, the, no and it happened her. it happened after that. So it oh. it just happened. Oh, she's been gosh. through one surgery and uh she's she's got another one coming up and a lot of pain and I think she it's even bad. did damage to uh to her knee where the bone goes up uh, up to the knee. So you yeah. guys uh, you guys keep her in her prayers and I just hope uh, you know she is the the motivating force the Lone Star Jeep Invasion and I just hope uh, hope 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 that she's out of pain and at least able to walk around uh, a roll around uh, in the event here on uh, March twenty twenty first. Looking forward to seeing you guys out there. I will be in the show and shine. So, uh, uh, nice red uh, Cherokee. It'll be really easy to find, especially with that big oh, ass yeah. sticker. Hope you to see you guys. Yeah, <laughs> hope to see you guys out there. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we are actually got a little more details on that. Uh, March 20th through the 21st, Lone Star Jeep Invasion uh, happening at the Lone Star Convention Center in Conroe, Texas. We will, of course, have the the Facebook link as well as the website link to that event so that you guys can get all the details and plan to meet up with Tony. We also have, coming up March 12th through the 15th, the Titan Off-Road Shamrock Shakedown. I just love the name of that event. Yeah. The Shamrock Shakedown. (laughs) At March 12th through the 15th, Wind Rock Off-Road Park, that is a world-class park, it's a little uh, well uh, unknown park, if you will, uh, to a lot of us out in the, uh, the rest of the United States. Oliver Springs, Tennessee is where it's at. For more information on these events and links and all the good stuff you need, visit the JeepTalkShow.com website for this episode. And that's it for the show for this week, my fellow Jeeper. Until next week, be sure to follow us on Twitter. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast there I was. Just me and my Jeep. 37 Twinkies. It wasn't pretty. Certainly not one of a Jeepers most prouder moments. And I won't tell you how the rest of the night went. Some stories
2: are just best left
0: untold. But what I can tell you is that I don't think anyone and I mean anyone in that parking lot of that convenience store that fateful
4: night will ever, and I mean ever, look the same way at a cream filled yellow cake ever again. There's a reason why you want wet naps in your book apartment.
7: <laughs> in, a, in a trash bag.
6: <laughs> Double back something.
4: Yeah. I've been since 2010. Did you know there's more Jeep Talk Show that you're missing? To get it, just load the Jeep Talk Show app on your smartphone or tablet.
7: Are you there?